Hello, everyone. Welcome back again to part three of our new series this week, teaching on the supernatural keys to remain or become recession-proof. As people are jumping on, I'll give you a second. Before we get into part three, today I'm very excited because we're going to teach from a different perspective of how to become recession-proof in these last days. To where your finances, your financial situation, your job, your retirement, your investments, everywhere that your money goes does not have to be limited or determined by what happens in the earth. So I'm going to teach you today what the Bible says pertaining to your finances and your health in the last days. How to protect your finances by remaining healthy no matter what Facebook profits, no matter what the news, no matter what anybody is telling you is coming, how you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And your financial situation, your health, your life is not determined by what the world says, but by what God's word says. Good morning, Tay. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Camila. Good morning, Logan. Welcome, everyone. As you're jumping on, on YouTube and on Facebook, give this video a thumbs up. Share it with somebody, and as you're jumping on on Instagram, share it with two or three people, and we're going to get right into it. If you missed part one and part two, you got to go back and listen to them after I do part three today. They were great teachings concerning what the Bible says with remaining recession-proof. I appreciate that. Amber said, Jeremiah and I were going to watch a movie last night but went on the Zoom call instead. Well done. You'll get much more from those Zoom calls than you will from any movie you watch. So part one, I taught on how your confession in the ears of God will determine what you get in life. God is watching over your words and His word to perform them in your life. Number two, I taught you what the Bible says concerning covenant Wealth with God. When you're tied to God with your tithe and your offerings, you enter into a covenant wealth where heaven's treasure becomes yours. God gives you the power to generate wealth and to prosper in life. And the devourer is rebuked for your sake. So that even if the devourer is coming after world economics, if it's coming after the American dollar, if it's coming after any country that you're in with high inflation, Although recession might come near your house, it will not come in your house when you're tied in to what God's word says concerning your finances. Point number three, I taught you how to stand on your generosity, how to live by your giving, how over and above giving produces over and above living. Hello, Billy in Germany. Germany is blessed because you're watching this morning. And point number four, what was point number four? I remember, give me a second, I'll remember. Point number four, oh, perpetual harvest. How to create perpetual financial harvests in your life so that you're not reaping a financial harvest every month or every two weeks, but how you can get Financial harvests to become perpetual in your life. It is very possible 
that you can sow and you can harvest in just about every season of life. Even in the winter, there's not many things that grow in the winter, but there are still things that grow in the winter. There are seeds that will produce fruit in every season of life. So you learn what seeds to plant in what season to reap what harvest perpetually. Point number five today is how to protect your wealth by remaining in divine health. These are two topics, one in the same topic, but two topics that every demon in America will manifest the moment that you start to talk about it, which is exactly why we're talking about it. So I want you to write this down and you can type it in the comments. My health protects my wealth. You living in divine health, according to your covenant with God, is actually a safeguard for your finances. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The woman with the issue of blood, it said she spent all of her money and visited many physicians and no one could find out how to cure her. Instead, she grew worse. So if the devil can get you sick, he can also steal your finances if you're trying to find a natural way to get a cure. So remaining in divine health will actually be a safeguard for your finances in the last days. The devourer is not allowed to devour your finances or your health or anything in your life for that matter. But I'm going to show you what the Bible says concerning the devourer coming after your health in the last days. It actually tells you a very specific way that the devil is coming after your health in these last days. You can go with me to Revelation chapter 18. Revelation, the 18th chapter. Revelation 18, somebody can type it in the comments for me for people that are jumping on. Revelation chapter 18 is a prophetic foresight of what the Bible says, the fall of Babylon. Now we know Babylon was an Old Testament nation. But Old Testament nations are still types and shadows of New Testament nations. And what's to happen in the New Testament? In the end days. So a lot of people will say Babylon is modern day America. Could be. So I'll read the, cur- the first couple of verses and then we're going to jump around and I'm going to show you what the Bible says the plan of the devil is to take your health in the final days. Make sure as you're jumping on on Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook that you're sharing this with somebody. I want people to hear this message. It's very important. Revelation 18 verse 1. After this I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. He cried out mightily with a loud voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit. So unclean spirits typically have to do with lustful spirits. 
Look at America. Homosexual, transgender, unclean sexual spirits are running rampant anyway. And a haunt for every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her sexual immorality. The kings of the earth have committed adultery with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Where do people come to get rich? Even if they're outside of America, they use American wealth to get rich. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you partake in her sins, and lest you receive her plagues, for her sins have reached up to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her as she has rendered to you, and repay her double for her deeds. So you can keep reading on your own time. But Revelation 18 is a type and shadow of a kingdom that will rise up on the earth that is the equivalent of Babylon in the Old Testament. There were wicked things happening in Babylon in the Old Testament. Human sacrifice, baby sacrifice, lots of witchcraft, which you're seeing being unfolded in America today. Now go with me to verse 23. The light of a lamp shall shine in you no more, and the voice of bridegroom and of bride shall be heard in you no more. Talking about marriage. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. I want you to highlight that. And all nations were deceived by your sorcery. In her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who were slain on the earth. Talking about some type of sorcery that will come forth from this kingdom known as modern day Babylon. And that word sorcery in Revelation 18 is the word pharmakia. Where we get the word pharmaceuticals from. So that word pharmakia is talking about pharmacy in these last days. Being the way that Babylon or the kingdom of the enemy is attempting to come after your health. Which will also take away your wealth. It said, and all who were slain on the earth. Now I'm not going to get into... Uh, too much of what's been going on in the past couple of years. You guys already know if I, if I use certain terminology, they'll shut me down on YouTube. Give me a warning and, and drop me. Last time I talked about it on Instagram, they wouldn't let me post the video, ironically. So I can't use certain words. But in Revelation 18, it says that pharmakia will be the type of sorcery. Good morning, Kiernan. That the devil uses in the last days. Pharmakia has to do with anti-anxiety medications. Antidepressants. Adderall. Vivans. All these different medications that are being pushed hard in the nation. To help kids focus. To get kids not depressed. To make sure kids don't have panic attacks. Everything in the natural 
is given something from pharmakia, which is sorcery from the devil. I'm reading, there was a, another translation, I think it's the ESV, talks about how it's literally confused the souls of men, meaning your mind, your will, and your emotions. So part three of remaining recession-proof in covenant with God is understanding the weapons of the enemy. The Bible says, do not be ignorant concerning the devices of the devil. Don't be ignorant of how the devil would attempt to steal and to kill and to destroy your life. Many Christians believe God's a healer, but they take sleeping medications. Or anti-anxiety, antidepressant, all type of different medications, which puts them in the category, and again... I'm not knocking tremendously saying you're going to hell if you're taking medications. That's not the case. But there is freedom from all medication available for you. I've seen it time and time and time again. But the devil will use pharmacy and sorcery to get you in a place like he did with the woman with the issue of blood. To where you'll spend all of your money looking for a natural remedy to a supernatural problem. How to protect your wealth in the last days. Don't fall into pharmacia. DJ said, are vitamins and supplements okay? Yes, they are. Although I would pay attention to what they put in your vitamins and in your supplements. Nowadays, weed is considered a supplement. So anything that makes you intoxicated and alters your mental state is opening a doorway to your soul. So we're going to pray for the sick today. But I want to read something to you out of Ephesians. Go with me to the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to read a little bit to you this morning. So that people understand who we are now in Christ. As you're turning to Ephesians, I'm going to read Romans 8.2 to you. A great man of God named John G. Lake had profound revelation on this verse, Romans 8.2. For the law, meaning it cannot be broken... It is a law. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Anything that is packaged with sin and with death has been taken care of if you're in the law of the spirit of life that's found in Christ Jesus. That revelation alone is enough to kill sickness and disease in your mortal body. Because it says nine verses later, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you 
and he quickens or gives life to your mortal body. So your revelation on Romans 8.2 determines your reception on Romans 8.11. Knowing who you are in Christ gives you access to the law of the spirit of life. Pastor Hankins says it this way, Romans 8 is the belief system of the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul said, we have the same spirit of faith as the psalmist. That said, I believe and therefore I speak. So the spirit of faith believes and speaks. Well, that belief system that determines your speaker system or your sound system, as Pastor Hankins says it. The belief system is Romans 8. That's the belief system of the spirit of faith that conquers the law of sin and death. And what causes the spirit of Christ to quicken your mortal body. So your revelation on Romans 8.2 determines your belief system in Romans 8 and how much you get from it. Being led by the spirit, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So your belief system is there is no more condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Second half, who are led by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Once you receive that, it opens the door to Romans 8 too. That in Christ, the law of the Spirit of life has conquered, defeated, eliminated, obliterated the law of sin and death. So listen to what the Bible says in Ephesians. We'll start in chapter 1. What the Bible says about you being in Christ. You being in Christ. My pastor says, from his pastor, Pastor Mark Hankins, you look a lot better in Christ than you do outside of Christ. Outside of Christ, the Jews had the blessings of Abraham. But it wasn't even close to what they have in Christ. The Bible says in Christ, not only do you get the blessing of Abraham, but you're in a better covenant under better promises. Meaning as wor the worst it can get is the Old Testament blessings. That's the worst your life is allowed to be. The minimum your life is legally allowed to be when you're living in covenant with God is the blessing of Abraham. The ultimate is being filled with all the fullness of God in Christ Jesus. Receiving every spiritual blessing in high places. Listen to this. Verse 3, Ephesians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, old or past tense, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So what's he blessed us with? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. So living and walking in the love of God sets you apart, makes you holy and blameless in Christ. 
and gives you access to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Verse 5. He predestined us to adoption as sons, not just as children, as sons. There's a difference. The word son is covenant talk. The word son is spiritual talk. You're not just a child of God. You're a son of God. A daughter of the living God. Meaning you inherit everything your father has. If God doesn't have it, it's not yours to have. He predestined us to adoption as sons to himself through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace which he graciously bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood. When you have redemption through the blood of Christ, that's where there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So your revelation on your redemption in Christ eliminates condemnation. Which allows Romans 8.2 to operate in your life. Now remember, in Romans 12, these are spiritual things. This will help you if you can grasp this. With those that have ears, let them hear. In order for what's in the Spirit, Jesus said, don't say that the kingdom of God is here or there, but it is within you. So in order to access the kingdom of God that's in you, it must be able to come from your spirit, through your soul, and out of your mouth. In order for it to operate in this natural realm. God chose words to be the avenue with which spiritual things cross over from the spirit realm into the natural realm. That's why he said, let there be light. And he spoke the universe into existence. He chose faith to be the way to get spiritual things into the natural realm. To bring heaven into earth. And faith is activated by your believing and by your speaking. So understanding your redemption in Christ and through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Christ, which are in heaven and earth and on the earth. So you being in Christ, your believing and your speaking unites heaven and earth by redemption. Verse 11, in him also we have received, past tense, an inheritance. If your father or your grandparent dies and they leave you an inheritance, you have received an inheritance. It's only up to you to go access it. In him also we have received an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his own will, that we who were the first to hope in Christ should live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, after hearing the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and after believing in him, were sealed 
with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance. If you got the Holy Ghost, you already have the inheritance. He's the one that distributes everything from heaven into earth through your life. So if you know you've been born again, you know you've got the Holy Spirit, you are sealed with the guarantee of your inheritance. Not only in the life to come, but here in this life. Until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. When you understand the inheritance that you have in Christ, it makes it much easier to resist the plan of the devil. It's kind of hard to put into natural terms. But, how do I say this? Um, bear with me. Your legal position of authority on paper. Remember, things on paper aren't always how they are in the natural. Sometimes there's things on paper that people don't fully access. For example, you've, you've noticed that there's things in the Constitution that not everybody knows that they have access to. For example, I was a criminal justice major in college. I didn't learn much, but I did learn this. I learned that as a police officer, when you pull somebody over for detainment, you do have to make them aware of their legal rights, but they have the free will to negate their legal rights. Meaning, you'll notice if you watch cops or other shows like that, they'll say, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Do you understand? So in a legal system, people do know their rights, but they don't always abide by their rights. So you'll see on cops all the time, the, the person will be in the back seat of the car. You have the legal right to remain silent. Meaning you don't have to say a single thing. And if you don't, I can't hold anything against you. There won't be any accuser. But many people blow right past their legal right and you'll listen to them. People that are, that are not totally mentally there. They'll start telling the cop everything that they did. Yes, sir, I was this, I was that, I was here at that time. I don't know why this person... And they just start rattling off everything. When the cop just told them their legal right is to remain silent. So just because people are made aware of their legal rights doesn't mean they abide in them. And I'm going to show you that right now. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. And listen to this. Verse uh, 15, by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of the commandments contained in ordinances, that in himself he might make the two into one new man. I want you to underline that word, might. 
he might make the two into one new man. Thus making peace, verse 16, and that he might reconcile both to God and to one body through the cross, thereby slaying the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. It's the same thing that you see in Galatians chapter 3. Now hop over one more chapter to Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 10. So that now the manifold wisdom of God, underline again and circle it, might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. That word might is conditional. The same way in Galatians 3, it said we might receive the blessing of Abraham. In John 10.10, it says he's come that we might or may have life and life abundantly. So when you see the word may and the word might, what it means is it's been done legally in the spirit, but it means you have to possess it for yourself. The same way that in the Constitution, you have the right to remain silent, you still have to take a hold of your right. You have the right to bear arms, but you still have to stop the enemy from coming in and holding back your right to bear arms. So although Romans 8.2 says that the law of the spirit of life has given you victory over the law of sin and death, People still have to have revelation on it and possess it, believe it, and speak it and stand on it on a daily basis. So it's legal in the spirit, but in order for you to sign your end, remember I've taught this before. Pastor Hankins, Mark Hankins says it this way. It's like sitting in the exit row on a plane. And when you're sitting on an exit or in an exit row on a plane, They'll come and they'll tell you this, 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 and that. If this plane crashes, are you willing to help people get off the plane and be supportive? Here's your manual. Read it. There you go. And if you nod your head, they'll say, I require a verbal response. Hebrews 4.12 says that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. That word two-edged sword is the same Greek word for two mouths. So in the spirit, you've received these things in Christ. But in order for you to sign your end of the contract and make it legal and active in your life, it must leave your mouth. In the spirit, Jesus conquered death, sin, the grave, raised up, paid the price for all sin. But in this realm, you must believe and speak and receive what's been done for you. But it's not enough just to speak it. It has to be believed in your heart. So it says, you might be, or that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities, powers, and heavenly places. In Ephesians 3, verse 10. So it's conditional. It doesn't mean automatically that the manifold wisdom and power of God is going to be known to principalities and powers in heavenly places. Pharmakia is a power and principality in heavenly places. How do you make known the power and principality 
of pharmakia and the devourer that will come after your health and ultimately try to come after your finances. The Bible says that that manifold wisdom might be made known through the church. You are the church. I are the church. It's our responsibility to make principalities know that they cannot touch us. That the devourer cannot have my health. The devourer cannot have my finances. The devourer cannot have my relationships, my property. The same way that the devourer cannot take my right to bear arms. The devourer cannot take my right to practice freedom of religion. You have to put your rights into action. So part three of protecting your covenant wealth with God. Remember, if you study in the Old Testament, every time that God's people went in and possessed the land, the enemy would always regroup and come back to take the land back from them. So just because you possess the land once in your life, doesn't mean that the enemy is not going to regroup and come back trying to take back what it thinks is his. Jesus said, even with evil spirits, when an evil spirit is cast out of the house, the house is made clean. But this evil spirit goes and wanders around in waterless places and eventually comes back with seven other spirits stronger than itself to get back in the house. The enemy is always looking to come back and get what you've possessed. So every time you possess revelation knowledge, every time you press into your covenant with God, the devil's going to continue to try to take what's, what's yours. But Jesus said, well, James said, the Bible says in James 4, 7, and 8, if you'll submit yourselves to God, then you'll just resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So the grace of God will give you the power, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By God's grace and his spirit, he'll give you everything you need to possess what's yours that's already been signed and confirmed and made legal in the spirit. But when the devil comes back, you just resist him. When the devil comes and tries to get you back on antidepressants, you just resist him. You laugh at the devil. Ha ha. Get away from me, devil. And the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not anti-anxiety meds. They're not antidepressants. They're not Adderall and Vivans and every natural remedy, carnal remedy to spiritual strongholds. But it says that they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Pharmakia builds strongholds in your mind. It creates a belief system that puts a stronghold on your mental capacity and your soul. When there's a stronghold on a valve, it limits what can come out of that valve. So pharmakia puts a stronghold on your soul 
and it limits the ability for the mind of Christ to flow. And that's why you pull down those mental strongholds with weapons that are not carnal, but are mighty in God. Originally, this is not what I was going to teach today. But I think people need to hear it. Part three to supernatural secrets or keys that will make you recession proof. Meaning you don't have to get every new vaccine that comes out. You don't have to get every pill that comes out. The Bible does say that there will be a mark that is put into the right hand and the forehead of men that will show their loyalty to the Antichrist. Anything that requires you to take anything in order to travel, to sell, to operate as a normal human in the earth is part of the Antichrist spirit and Antichrist agenda. Knowing who you are in Christ will stop the devil from coming in and getting you to fall into the Antichrist system. Pharmakia in Revelation 18 is the tool of sorcery of witchcraft that the devil uses to bring down Babylon. Any nation that is rising up in their use of pharmaceuticals is playing part in fulfilling the prophecy in Revelation 18. Where you're watching Babylon. Remember it says in Revelation 18, you've made your riches by your sorcery. How does America make its riches? Study. The pharmaceutical company, companies. Pharmaceuticals is what pumps the wealth of America. That's why it's like every other week, every other month, every other year, there's a new pill for this, a new shot for that, a new tablet for this, a new examination for that. The way that you'll protect your wealth is by protecting your health. The Bible makes it clear that in the last days, the number one way or one of the number one ways that the devil will kill people is basically by mass genocide. That's why the promises in Mark 16 say that you shall even drink deadly poison and it will not harm you. Hey, Big Mike. Good morning. I guess it's noon now. Good afternoon. So if you study, I mean, look at the American food. Look at the American water. 
Look at everything in the world and how everything you put in your body these days is basically poisonous to your body. Almost everything that goes into your body is poisonous to your body now. So in order to protect covenant wealth with God, you have to be able to protect your health. If the devil can get you to fall into the pharmaceutical industry, then just like the woman with the issue of blood, he will take your finances along with it. Which basically just sucks the life out of your entire life. If you don't have money and you don't have health, you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your wife or your husband, you can't take care of your kids, you can't take care of anything. So one of the ways that you're protected from what's happening in the end days is knowing your covenantal right of divine health in Christ and knowing that the devourer cannot take your finances when you're plugged into the treasures of heaven. Praise the Lord. Well, we all know it's God's will to heal and for you to be healed. So I'm going to pray for people that you be healed in your body if you need any physical healing or mental healing. If you're on any uh, pharmaceuticals now and you're believing God to get off of them, Jesus is a healer. Jesus will deliver you from antidepressants, from anti-anxiety medications, from concentration medications. Mike DeYoung who just said hello Talon in the Instagram comments. He's the one that led me to the Lord. He was on, I believe, five different medications. And then he got born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit delivered him from all of those medications. Now he's not on, he's not on any of them. No antidepressants, no anxiety meds, no bipolar. I think he said uh, he had bipolar. He like saw a a commercial online that said these are the symptoms of being bipolar. So he went to his doctor and said, I think I'm bipolar. So the doctor prescribed him bipolar medications. All of that totally delivered. So if you need to be healed and delivered from any pills that would put you under the category of pharmacia, again, I'm not condemning anybody. That's right. Mike said, amen, off 15 years now. Jesus is still in the business of setting people free, even from anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts and any spirit of fear. The Bible says that the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and soundness of mind. So God's spirit in you and upon you gives you a sound mind. It gives you sound soul so that your mind, your will, and your emotions are made sound in the spirit of God so that you don't require medications. God's Spirit will do that for you today as we pray together. I believe the Word, and that settles it. So if you believe you got to be healed right now, and you want to be set free from that stuff, I'm going to pray for people. And if you know anybody that's on medications, and they've been wanting to get off their medications, because you talk to anybody that's on medications, their flesh wants to stay on the medications but their heart knows it's wrong their flesh because they've been lied to and they've become dependent on their medications their flesh will say something like yeah but i won't be able to go to sleep if i don't take my pills tonight 
or I won't be able to go to work if I don't take my pills today. But in their heart, they always say, I don't feel like me when I take these because it's not you. It's a spirit of pharmacia operating through you when you take your, those pills. So you have an opportunity right now to get set free. And if you know anybody else that needs to be set free, I'm going to pray for people. Wherever you're at, just receive this prayer. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, by the authority of heaven, I bind every spirit of anxiety, of depression, of suicide, of bipolar. Any spirit that is not the spirit of God, I bind it in your life right now under the sound of my voice. I cast it out. I uproot you. I command you to leave in the name of Jesus and to never return. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Be sealed and protected in your mind right now. Any stronghold that's been built in your life, I pull it down now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I speak peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Ghost over your life. Whatever addiction, spirit of addiction, that's come onto your life, it's broken off of you now. In Jesus' name. Never to return. Never to return. It might come knocking on your door, but it will never get back into your life in Jesus' mighty name. Because you'll stand on the word, you'll believe God, and the devil will flee from you. From this day forward, be free in Jesus' name. Amen. So knowing what's yours in Christ gives you the ability to operate in divine health. Living a healthy life will protect your finances. But if the devil can get into your health, it opens the door for him to tap into your wealth. But I believe if you listen to this, you'll remain healthy the rest of the days of your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Today was part three of becoming recession-proof. I believe after this series, not one person that's watched this series will ever be in recession another day of their life. But you'll move up. When other men will say there's a casting down, you'll say, I'm rising up. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to give people an opportunity to give today. That's right. Tania said, Carolyn Shuttlesworth says that sickness and disease is an offense to my faith. You're absolutely right. If you've been blessed by today's message and you're believing for financial breakthrough in your life, I want to give you an opportunity to sow seed right now. If you listen to my teachings the last two days, a few of the key ways that you eliminate falling into the trap of recession is by your sowing. For example, we had a, a woman yesterday that sowed a seed of faith, a big seed of faith, and she's been moving up higher. For the past couple of weeks, she's been sowing big seeds, and God's just been bringing in mighty quick harvest into her life and moving her up new levels. Every day, it's like she just receives more and more and more. Perpetual harvests are coming into her life. 
So if you're believing God for a financial miracle, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to join my faith with you that God does a mighty miracle in your finances today. And we know God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he the son of man that he changes his mic. His mic. His mind. Doesn't change his mic either. Praise the Lord. Galatians 6 says, Do not be deceived. For God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that also shall he reap. So people that sow financial seed are acting on their faith and revelation knowledge that they're not deceived. People that don't sow are deceived already because they don't believe that God will do what his word said. So one of the ways that you avoid deception is actually by your sowing. How you know you're not deceived when it comes to finances is because you're a tither and an over and above giver. Praise the Lord. So I believe God's going to do financial miracles in your lives today. This is good soil. We're currently feeding 1,200 kids every single month in other countries that can't take care of themselves. We have 11 other ministries that we partner with each and every month. We're reaching the multitudes, excuse me, on social media and in person. And you get to play a part in it. Your financial giving blesses this ministry and actually receives reward for you in this life and in the life to come. Paul said, as you've given to me in Philippians 4, it is credited to your account. Meaning God is watching your financial giving in heaven. And he actually credits what we do in this ministry on behalf of your finances toward you. So it makes a vast difference when you're a financial giver and we appreciate everyone's giving today. So I want to give you an opportunity to sow financially. If you'd like to give today, these are the different ways you can. Cash app, dollar sign, revival way. If you want to give on Venmo, it's at revival way, all one word, lowercase letters. You can also give through PayPal at Revival Way, or if you want to type in an email to give on PayPal, it's evangelisttalen at gmail.com. Evangelisttalen, one word, at gmail.com to give on PayPal, or you can just type at Revival Way on PayPal and it should come up. Or the way I encourage all of you to give is on our website. RevivalWay.com, you can click partner financially today and become a monthly partner with the ministry. Some people are able to give $1,000 a month. Some people are only able to give $50 a month. That's all right. It's not always about the number, but it's about the proportion. If you have a heart to see Generation Z lit on fire with revival and to see the uncompromised word of God go forth, to watch God raise up this generation to live holy and to carry his glory. You can join us financially every single month at RevivalWay.com. And as you give, I guarantee you will be blessed. The promises of God concerning your finances will be made manifest in your life. And they will overtake you as you're a monthly partner with our ministry. So I want to personally thank you everyone that's giving today. 
And I like to give shout outs. Amber and Jeremiah on YouTube, you guys are phenomenal givers and we thank you for your generosity. Miss Shayla on YouTube, I thank you for your generosity. Chelsea on Instagram, I thank you for your generosity. And so many more that give. It does not go unnoticed. So we thank you again. And we love you. Let me pray for you, those that are believing for a financial miracle. This is what I want you to do. I want you to write down on a piece of paper or in your phone, whatever you're believing God for. If you're believing for a supernatural debt cancellation, if you're believing for a promotion in your job, if you're believing for just financial increase in all areas, we're going to touch an agreement right now. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, that whatever two agree on in this earth, God will make it happen for them. So I know that when I pray, God answers my prayers. So I'm going to pray right now, and whatever you're believing for, God is going to answer your prayer. Father, I join my faith with every person right now under the sound of my voice. Whatever they're believing for, according to your word, let it be done unto them now. Thank you that you're a good father and you take care of us in grand style. You supply every one of our needs according to your riches and glory and it is you that gives us the power to create wealth in this earth. We worship you with our finances today. In Jesus' mighty name. I call in a harvest. Angels, cause the word to work on their behalf and bring in their harvest today. In Jesus' name. I loose money miracles over every person right now listening to this message. I loose money miracles, fast, 24-hour money miracles in your life, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God, everyone. Thanks for watching today. I encourage you to share this on your Instagram and tag me in it so that other people can hear what the Word says about Keeping yourself free from pharmaceuticals and pharmacia. You're all blessed. And we'll see you tomorrow morning for morning prayer. And tomorrow morning at 11.30. 8.30 for morning prayer. 11.30 for part four and our final part of how to remain recession proof. So that the devil cannot touch your finances. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Melissa. I love you. Oh, one more thing. On YouTube, if you need a home church, move to Ruston, Louisiana. It's the best church on planet Earth and even the whole Milky Way galaxy. Pastor Stan and Mary Pody are raising up a generation that will be vessels of honor to carry the glory of God. They preach the uncompromised word. They raise you up to be holy, consecrated, set apart for God. I recently just moved myself and our ministry down here. I felt the call of God to get plugged into this church and to be raised up to do the will of God for my life. If you don't have a local church and you'd like to come visit to see if this is your new home, you can contact us at support at revivalway.com and you can send us an email and we will help you to the best of our ability to set up a weekend for you to come and visit and to spend time here under the word and in the anointing of God.
So if that's you, if you're looking to move and to be raised up for this end time revival, shoot us an email, support at revivalway.com, and we'd love to help you with that. I love you. God bless you, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow morning.